You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay. We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, guys, we are back. Best hour of their day, the podcast. Not to be confused with the movie, the hit song, um, the book. The boy band. The boy band. <laughs> we found the original. So every year, or what do we do? Summits every two years now? Who knows? Something like that. Who knows? Actually, Not frequently enough, Eric. <laughs> Please don't fire me. Please don't fire me. <laughs> He, he has not been, this would be, his, I would he's have not, met. he's not, ha I bet you once we do one, he's be like, we're going to do this once a quarter. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was also going to say, I wonder if there's a chance we do it in Colorado this year. Uh, I mean, we all know that you would enjoy it because you don't like to leave your basement. So yes, I, I haven't left my house in uh, eight months. Yeah, no, we know. That's why you're wearing the same shirt again. <laughs> First of all, I really this is comfortable. It's just super comfy. It smells. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's at the point where it's ripe, but um, it's just comfortable. I'm all, my birthday's coming up, guys. I know you probably, look. Don't, don't know do and don't care. <laughs> don't do anything crazy for me. You know me. I don't need anything big. Here's my I'm going to buy you some fucking laundry detergent. What I'm going to do. My address is in the show notes if anybody wants to send me a gift. I'm going to send you some Tide Pods. Just don't eat them. Okay. <laughs> you know what's also really comfortable is um, the best hour of their day gear. You could wear what? some of that instead of the same shirt every day. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah, at least rep the brand, bro. Right. <laughs> Brains on this one. Throwing out a merch promo. Yeah. Should we yeah. give a promo code? Young, for young Katie. Well done. Well Thank done, you. Young Katie. <laughs> young Katie. Let's give a promo code this episode only. Okay. I believe our promo on the merch, if they go on, it's best hour 10. Use the code best hour 10. You can get 10% off any of our merch. We got new merch out there. We got the new care shirt. We got the coach shirt that I created. I made that. Wow. I mean, I didn't physically like put the letters on the shirt, but I came up with the words. And then we got the best hour shirt. With you came stars. up with the word coach? Well, it says more than just coach. And I came up with that. But wait, wait, wait. 
let me go back a step. So first of all, best hour 10, the link, you'll put the link in the notes, young Katie. I will. Um, it is actually, is it apropos? Is that the right, uh, did I use that word right? Probably not. That we call her young Katie because she's young. We're in our 40s. Katie's in her 20s. It's crazy. So anyway, I'll be 43 in a week. I'm actually working a seminar on my birthday. Roz was none too happy about that. But she's not happy because you're you're not going to be there for your birthday. Look, don't get me started. I'm like, you realize this is my birthday, right? My birthday? (laughs) So then we're talking about going out to eat. And I obviously have my food issues and I've been pretty strict carnivore for about a year. And I was thinking to myself, there's a new Shake Shack in town. If you've never had Shake Shack, it's amazing. And then I was also considering pizza. But I'm it's like, Man, it's good, it's not amazing. Shake Shack is not amazing. Where do, do, you, uh, do you have one near you? Because typically it's like one of those fast food places. I've only been to one in Manhattan. Shake Shack? Yeah. Yeah, we have one here. Yeah, the, well, no, we, have every, we have everything here, dude. I don't live like in the middle of the woods. Well, I'll find out because I'm going to be visiting your neck of the woods. You and- shall. Find, yep, that's right. Everybody's coming because this is now the East Coast hub of all things greatness with regard to coaching and affiliate ownership. You are the Austin, Texas of the Best Hour podcast. I will take that title. Yeah. So, young Katie, you're going to be with us, by the way. I am. I'm excited. We- that's, we've never met Katie in person. Yeah, it's true. I never have. I'm excited to see how short you actually are in person. Yeah, and I'm like, I was gonna say, I've never, I don't even know that you have legs, to be honest, because I've never seen you. I know, you've never seen. I, I, saw, I saw your wedding pictures. Why not? I, yeah, I've yeah. seen full length photo of yeah, you. Yeah, I have I seen the wedding pictures. <laughs> Springsteen. Um, is it Springsteen or Springstein? It was close. Stein Spring. Stein Spring. Yeah. So. I it all completely backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's Samsonite. So close. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I've lost, I've lost. Oh, so Shake Shack. So I was going to, I'm trying to, I've got messed up food issues over the years from wrestling, from, you know, everything we've done. And I, I don't do like a normal cheat. Like if I'm going to go crazy, I'm going to go really, really crazy. So working the seminar, first of all, was kind of my way of saying, okay, you're, you're kind of busy for four hours. You can't go too crazy. I'm, I'm nervous about that. So I said, okay, let's not do Shake Shack. Let's not do pizza. I do want to have some sort of treat. Let's do sushi, but I want all you can eat sushi, which I understand is not the best way to get sushi. I, you know, and Ross is like, I don't know. And I'm like, it's my freaking birthday. So anyway, uh, my birthday is coming and I'm going to go for sushi and it's going to be amazing. Well, everybody's delighted to hear that story. Yeah, that was that was very enlightening. We appreciate that. Can we get back to the podcast? The moral of the story was also this. When I was looking up sushi restaurants, Roz was like, this is more your speed. You don't have to get dressed up. And I was like, yes. What does that yes. mean? Why, what are you going to wear? He's going to wear that shirt. You're going to wear shirt. that shirt. Yeah, you're going to wear that dirty ass shirt. I may wear this, but I'm a jeans and a t-shirt guy. I don't need anything fancy. I'm not a very fancy guy. I'm I don't be jeans. You're, oh, you're also a, a jeans and tennis shoes guy. What else would you wear with jeans? Not tennis shoes. Well, when you say tennis shoes, are you referring to like nanos? No, I'm requiring. I'm referring to the shoes that you wear when you play tennis. Yes, I'm referring to nanos. Well, saying tennis shoes is not accurate. 
sneakers. Would you like me to go with sneakers? Yeah, sneakers. Fitness, um, fitness footwear. Does that work? What's wrong with that? What would you wear if? What are you gonna wear? I might wear sandals. I do. I do not. I am. I am a non-sneakers jeans person. So you'll wear like what penny loafers? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's in is penny loafers. Yeah. Well, yeah. What would you? What would you? Wing wear? tips. Wing tips. A combination of wing tips and penny loafers. No, yeah. seriously. What, what, what will be on your feet? Where are we going? You and I went to that sushi place in uh, Raleigh. Did you wear different shoes? I don't. Definitely wasn't wearing jeans. We sat on the floor. Remember? <laughs> we, did, we were actually we were not wearing shoes because yeah, we were we sitting take, on the floor. Yeah, we were sitting on the floor. Uh, no, 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 I I I would wear like Vans or like some sort of leisure footwear. I have Sanooks. That's the same as Vans. I, might I have I have some Sanooks. Is uh, is it Sanook or Sanook? I think it's Sanook. I've got a bunch. One time I went to a store that had flip flops. Yeah, I'll wear some. I'll wear some of the canvas. So I have a. I have actually a pretty dope pair of the canvas nobles that I got that I don't consider to be training shoes at all. I would never wear them to train in. Um, So stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't. I just don't love wearing tennis shoes with jeans. I'm I'm a comfort over appearance type of guy. I didn't say I didn't say my shoes weren't comfortable. I just said I find tennis shoes more comfortable than any other shoes. I, I, I've i got like four pairs of nice shoes. Actually, I was telling you the other day, all my shit from Florida finally got here and in those boxes were like some old school Reeboks. I remember the Chuck Reebok shoes. Like the oh, the, like the powerlifting shoes? Yeah, I got those, but also a couple pairs of dress shoes. Like, so maybe, I'll, maybe I will throw on dress shoes for a little fern shout out. Yeah, go get a, go get a shoe shine and then wear those. yeah that's what i'm gonna do all right let's get to the topic at hand we're actually doing the topic at hand right now (laughs) right now yeah because you know you and i have worked with coming up on close to a hundred affiliates we've been involved we've not worked we've we have interactions with many many affiliates that aren't an affiliate you that ask us questions etc and one common theme is very true for box owners. And here it is. I'm going to throw it out there, Fern. It's they don't want to put in the work and, and oftentimes will find themselves doing just busy work rather than doing the hard work. And truth be told, I think everyone to some extent does this. I do it. Katie does it. You do it. You know, the listeners do it. Oh, I got to clean the garage out, but instead I'm going to you know, organize the refrigerator or, you know, I need to paint something, but instead I'm going to do some laundry. We often find ourselves doing things, just these menial tasks. And I think part of the reason we wind up doing that is because it's nice to check things off your to-do list. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding. There's some sort of dopamine hit every time you check something off. But ultimately, there's also the stress of, I still have this really daunting project to do. So we have... Mm-hmm members and affiliate you even, that we've given you the curriculum and the curriculum is long, it's hard, but the people that are doing it and you hear them on the podcast, they're crushing it. I mean, we have members that have brought in 30 new people in six months. We have people that are paying themselves thousands of dollars when they weren't making any money before working with us because they're putting in the work. But too many box owners find themselves just doing these little tasks rather than doing the hard things. And I know 
we want to hear a fornication right now. <laughs> That's an old term, by the way. The So I, I actually disagree. And I think this is where a little bit of, of clarification, right? So gym owners are not afraid of hard work. So some of them are, but like by and large, they're not afraid of hard work. The breakthrough or the hang up is number one, where should I be spending my time? Like what is important versus urgent and can be very difficult to identify when you are in the machine. I, like I would like to, I would describe at, like affiliate ownership in the early stages, very similar to having somebody throw you in the dryer and just turn it on. And it just feels like full blown chaos all the fucking time. You're just like, the, the bathroom's broken. The doorknob needs to be swapped out. The AC broke if you've got AC. So-and-so needs a new key. So-and-so wants to put their membership on hold. We forgot to do an Instagram post yesterday. We should maybe start a podcast. Fuck, I should order some retail. Like the, the list is endless. It just keeps going forever. And what this ends up being is just a never-ending game of doing a bunch of busy work that for the record, will not ever end. Like you will continue to have all of those things moving forward. Like I still deal with all of those things, but you deal with them differently after you start to put systems in place and understand what is the difference between urgent and important. And most gym owners will spend the vast majority of their time doing things that fall in the urgent category that are not necessarily important, where that task can be put off. And this is something, if you haven't read 4-Hour Workweek, I do recommend it. Um, but one of the things that I thought was enlightening about that was Tim Ferriss talks in there about the way that you stop people from giving you urgent tasks. Because like, this is very, this is very analogous to the, to the, to the drunk monkey. So just imagine there's just like, just random drunk monkeys running around in your gym and people are also giving you theirs. If you stop responding to them, emergencies stop happening. Meaning, hey, the, the um, I'm trying to think of something where that's like not urgent or important. The box um, owner? It, it, it'll yeah. look like, um, uh, hey, we need a new design for the t-shirt. Not, ur not important, right? And it could, it, it's, it is not even really urgent really, but now it has like, it has taken somebody's a ton of their time and mental resources. Cause they just got a hair up their ass about like, we need to roll up this new t-shirt because uh, Murph is in five days and we need to try to get this t-shirt. I'm like, well, there's a lot of things that have gone wrong here. Number one, the Thursday prior to Murph is not the time to design a new t-shirt. Number two well, there's a whole lot of things that we've skipped here, which is like, you didn't run a pre-order. Your, your clients are not used to purchasing things from you. So you don't have a retail area set up. Like you have none, you have done none of those things all the while. While I should be looking at things like retention, if you're worried about shirt designs and you have no retention practices in place, that is a perfect example of working on the urgent versus the important and that would even fall on the urgent and not important. So if you've never seen the graph, it goes, it's a, it's a quadrant. So top left is urgent and important. Top right is not urgent and important. Bottom left is not important and urgent. And then bottom right is not urgent, not important. So you want to kind of like avoid the bottom right quadrant and then focus on the things that are in the top left quadrant. And then top right, bottom left would be kind of a hit or miss. Yeah, but the point, but the point is, is like I, that is actually where the hangup is. It's not that they don't want to do hard work. It's that a lot of times they don't know what, 
And then the bigger hurdle is they don't know how, okay. They're like, Oh, I know I need to fix retention, but I don't know how, I don't know what I would need to put in place. I have no idea where to start. And some, somebody told me that I should be work Facebook ads. There's one making that urgent be like, Oh, we got to change our Facebook ad spin. We got to put a new ad up there. And I'm like, or maybe you should turn that shit off. How about that? So you, you're right. I, I probably misspoke in saying box owners don't want to do the work they do. And, and what you're referring to, and Katie, you can find some images, I'm sure, is the Eisenhower matrix. We've talked about this before, and it kind of tags along with our recent episode of eliminate, automate, and delegate, right? And, and people may be thinking, well, what could something be that's not important and urgent? I don't know, a fire, like you need to leave the building. This is urgent, but it's not important. Right. You wouldn't have scheduled it. Um, so the Eisenhower matrix, if you guys want to look it up, you can see it. And I used to have it right on one of my whiteboards in my office. And when new tasks would come up, I would literally put them in the right quadrants there. I think something that's important that people overlook that we do is, you know, we throw out that term drunk monkeys, but it's vernacular. We talk about it like the GHD. Hey, you know, um, we want to understand midline stabilization. We want to understand firing the hips. We want to understand what the psoas does. So we have this common vernacular, flexion, extension, back extension, back flexion. And then all of a sudden you have that language. You and I use that language as well as Katie with drunk monkeys. Like don't bring me a drunk monkey. And it's important, you know, as, as a box owner or coach, or even just in any relationship in your life to have that vernacular. So you can say, hey, 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 this is a drunk monkey. Come back when you have a solution. I got another one. I got another example. Hey, everybody is upset about the programming. Dude, I was literally <laughs> going to use that as the example. I was that's literally a, That's a perfect one. Or, and so and I and I misspoke earlier. So I said that you want to be in the top left quadrant. I'm pretty sure top right quadrant is where you want to spend your time. No. Well, it depends on top, Well, top right. left it top left is I it, that is a non-negotiable must be dealt with. Urgent right, that is versus important, not urgent, which I believe is quadrant two. I think I got that right. So I, you want to be in quadrant two. I want to be things that are not urgent, but are very important. And this would be like things like strategic planning, if I am correct. But back to where you're going, which is that would be a very, very prime example of spending a ton of time working on programming that is neither urgent nor really that important. Yeah. Or, or this one, Hey, Everybody wants a uh, specialty mobility class. Right. I really got to, I really got to get this, you know, uh, this muscle up clinic dialed in. And I'm like, do you, yeah, we, I'm not saying that that's a bad idea. We got to add. I am going to question whether it is important at this juncture. I mean, we really need a 2 PM afternoon <laughs> class. On right. So all those things are like taking away from the real deal and you know, this is something to consider. Coaches will just bring you things and, and say everybody when it's one person. Hey, one, one person came up to me and said they would like a mobility class. Cool. We'll tell that person to subscribe to GoWatt or RomWatt or whatever other, you know, for $12 a month. But box owners then, it's like shiny keys. They shake at it. And Here's my example, and I hate to throw one of our people under the bus, but I just want to give an example of what this, I got two examples, and I love all these people, and they're things that I've told them to their face, but we had a member <laughs> who lives in an area where there's a, a large Spanish-speaking demographic, 
not English speaking, only Spanish speaking. So he said, hey, I'm gonna learn Spanish so I can teach a class for these guys. And I was like, hey, that sounds like an absolutely horrible idea. Here's why. Just hire somebody, pay them $20 an hour, that speaks Spanish. Like you are literally telling me you're gonna learn another language, which we all know is not easy as an adult. And probably won't happen. Yeah, I was going to say, and and, I'll be, and won't happen. All the Duolingo lessons out there are not going to get you teaching Spanish, you know, in CrossFit. Shit, both my parents speak Spanish. My dad's from Cuba, and I don't speak Spanish, so there's that. And 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 you're just ignoring the hard work that needs to be done to make this box better. So you know, there's an example. Here's another example. And so I'll actually retract a little bit. You're not wrong, right? So it's, 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 I'm choosing, I'm choosing to do one thing over the other, but so it's a combination of both, right? So they, they, it's not that they don't want to put in work. They don't want to put in the right work because there is a fear associated with lack of knowledge to accomplish said task. So that's probably the real breakdown, which is like, I, I really need to, uh, to, to pull this pull-up rig down and, and have a new one welded. And I'm like, the pull-up rig is fine, dude. Like, stop messing around with your pull-up rig. Like, that doesn't need to be, uh, like, adjusted right now. What needs to happen is you need a social media plan because you haven't posted anything in 17 weeks. And your website is from 2004, right? Those things are important and potentially could be urgent. By the way, I literally just got an email in from GoWad, 30-day free trial for your gym members, code semifinals30. Hmm. Go for it, people. Try it out. Get your mobility on. I don't think we get anything for that. Just Affiliate, affiliate owners get it for free. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I have my free GoWad, but semifinals3, I guess, gets everybody 30 days. I don't know. I just got an email. But I think a lot of you know, speaking of Tim Ferriss earlier, another aspect that he talks about often, I don't remember if it was in four hour work week or not, but you have to be willing to take this massive task, whether it's the curriculum of affiliate you or anything, you know, like you said, retention at your box and chunk it down. You know, that idea of, you know, how do you, how do you eat an ele elephant one bite at a time and, and chunk it down and, and put those small things on your to-do list. You know, don't put better retention, put down, reach out to these three members today. Yeah, you run know? an attendance report. Yeah, you know, that might be step one. Step two, reach out to anyone that hasn't been in our box uh, 12 times this month, you know, and then, and then actually write their names down. You know, if you just look at these massive tasks, we all have them. Like, we're not saying the three of us are perfect and we never fall for these things. But one thing that helps me is just super, small, you know, breakdowns, you know, I'll give you another example, real life example, the shit from Florida just got here and there were boxes everywhere outside that door. Um, you know, I'm in my office here in the basement. And I literally wrote down, I've put numbers on the boxes and on my to-do list was unpack this box today. Not when I looked at the entire mass of shit that arrived, I was like, I'm never going to get this done. I finished unpacking the boxes because I literally did one a day for a week. And now there's seven boxes. Yeah, it was like, you know, we got a piano. I mean, I didn't include, yeah, there's a lot. Of, you have to it. unpack the piano? Well, it came, uh, there was, it wasn't packed. It was just, a, it's upstairs. I actually had to get it moved Wait, out. so hold on. So you looked at seven boxes and you're like, I'm never going to get these unpacked. It was more than seven. 
It was. He seven- just said he got it done in a week. It's done. It's done. You needed one box a day. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, my daughter's in first grade, and she's like, "That's seven, bro." There's a there's a couple of small boxes as well, which okay. I'm not including. But and and ninety percent of what. Hey, I'm you know doing, what's you know what's fun embellishing. I'm not That's embellishing. What's fun? You're I'm kind of embellishing. embellishing. You know? But it was it was funny because basically we weren't in Florida, so we I just had the movers pack everything because we sold the house and. Basically, we, we had the piano and then a whole bunch of garbage shipped here. So, so I, I, I think this is one, one of the things that's probably most important. And one of the, one of the first um, realizations of, of this idea when, when working with affiliate owners is when we take them through kind of like a clarity exercise, like who it is that they serve. And one of the things that I will tell everybody is like the reason that this is so important is that you go through and you very clearly identify who it is you're going to work with is because what this does is this gives you the authority and the confidence to say no, to say no to somebody who doesn't fit that ideal client. They come into your gym and they say, Hey, I just would really like to come in and do my own thing on the side. And I'm just like, no, that's not what we do here. And I can say that confidently because I've been through this exercise. I kind of know what it is that I'm looking for. I know who I want to work with and you don't fit that. And it has nothing to, like, I don't have any beef with you, but what I'll do is I'll recommend you down the street. And I'm like, listen, man, it's probably not going to be worth all the money for you to pay full price membership to just come in and use the gym. And you would have to do it over there in the corner. Um, so I'm just going to recommend that you look for another gym. Okay. Now take that example of having this idea and this clarity with, with which it gives me the authority to say no, and then apply it to your daily life, which is the reason gym owners find themselves filling their day with being busy is because they haven't figured out what is important, which then gives them the authority and the confidence to say, no, I'm not dealing with that right now. That can wait till whenever you pick the date. That is what I have to figure out. I have to figure out what is important first. This is part of like the way we've designed everything and, and what, I've, what we've refined over the years with regard to figuring out like what would get you back on track. And it's starting with the things that are important first. And this happens all the time when we're working with people and they say, wait, I really need to do this. And I'm like, no, you don't. It's not important. It might seem urgent right now, but the, but the point is if you just leave it, Nothing's going to happen. It will still be there when you get there. This is very similar to you could take this whole scenario and apply it to coaching, right? So imagine a level two breakout, okay? And this is, I walk people through this every single time. And the hardest part is sticking with what's important with which is the plan. So imagine a circle, pick the number of people you've got in the circle. Let's call it eight. And there's eight people in there. And I will tell the participant, listen, you're going to start with the athlete right in front of you. You're going to check them for static position. You're going to scan directly across the group. You're going to look at the person who is directly across from them. You're going to check their static position. And then you're going to come back here to the person right next to you. You're going to call a rep, right? So I think everybody can envision this. You're going to look for dynamic fault there because they're moving. They're going to move to whatever the finished position of that movement is. And now you're going to do the same process. I'm going to check static and I'm going to scan directly across from that person. And I'm going to check static again. So in fast forward, the process goes, process goes static. Static across the group, dynamic right in front of me, static, static across the group. So now I can get five checkpoints in one rep, okay? This is important because this is the process. Where it becomes urgent, or, or what I feel is urgent, is 
when something happens over off to the side and I'm like, oh my God, Bob's knees are in. So then I deviate from the plan because I find, I find that to be urgent, right? When the reality is I'll get to Bob when I get to Bob because that's in the plan. It will just be in five to six reps from now. But if I deviate from what I am doing currently, I will not get back on track. And I see it every single time we do it. And I'm like, listen, a little insight. That fault that is going on over there will still be there when you get there. It's not going anywhere. And if it happens to fix itself, congratulations. You don't have to worry about it anymore. For, so from an affiliate understand, from affiliate standpoint, that problem, that, that drunk monkey that somebody brought you in, listen, just leave it. It's fine. It will still be there after you finish the important task, and then you can determine or redefine whether that is now urgent or important or not. But I have to define that first. I have to define, like, what is the process? What is the sequence of things that I need to fix based on importance? And then I need to stay on track, which goes back to what you said earlier, which is I need to give myself a defined list. These are the things that we are going to do. So I'm guilty of this. I told Cassidy and Lindsay in like October of last year, because I tend to get shiny uh, object syndrome sometimes. You're pretty good about it in fairness. Oh, remember I told you I was going to eliminate being nice to Kate, uh, Fern, Katie? Yeah. Yeah, didn't work. <laughs> so I, I told them, I said, here are the three things that we're working on. If I bring any other projects to the table, your job is to fight me tooth and nail and say, no, do not do it. So wait, you do that to me all the time. What? Stop me from doing other tasks and new ideas. I have a great idea. We're not going to announce it yet. We're still going to do it. No, no, you're that guy. I'm the person who keeps you on track. I'm saying, so it's possible to be good in one area and bad in others. Because you're... You're very good about that when it comes to best hour of their day and affiliate you. Well, but I'm also way better at it now as a gym owner because I've put bumpers in place to make sure that I don't deviate, right? Yeah. So like, I used to be really bad at it. I mean, I would even go so as like three, two and a half years ago, I was really bad at it. And then I learned my lesson, which is like, dude, stay in the swim lane. Don't deviate because what happens is instead of building the best version of the, whatever the important task is. I've got a bunch of half-assed shitty versions of a lot of other things. And none of them work. They're all piecemeal together. They're no, but there's no assigned authorities or, um, you know, who's in charge of them. It's just running around fixing things that are broken all the time. But if- and going back, and we talked about this on the podcast, like that is one that w- it was my primary function when we got shut down. I was like, I'm fixing all the things when we're you shut did. down for two months. You and did. I did. Yeah. And I did. And it has reaped significant rewards here in the gym. Like we streamlined it. We got rid of everything. I fixed all the stuff that we, and it, because it was based on what are the most important things that we need to do right now. I, I think you've said a couple great things. And, and one is, you have to surround yourself with the right people. And, and you were bad at it two and a half years ago. I was really bad at it when I owned my box. And part of it was I didn't surround myself with people and potentially didn't have that conversation like we discussed earlier of like, stop me from doing this. And, and I probably also surrounded myself with people that said yes to me a lot, like yes men. Versus it's the worst like, thing. Yeah, versus like, hey Jay, that's a dumb idea. But they also, you know, in fairness, they didn't know any better. 
But one thing you did well, I mean, Cassidy and Lindsay are phenomenal coaches. I mean, they're not level four coaches. Let's like, so they're good. They're decent, right? But they're good people to, to be able to say, hey, don't let me do this. And they're both strong enough because you have to be, you're the boss. So they're strong. That's, that's why I gave them the authority and they, and they did it on several occasions. They're like, no, we're not doing that. I was like, why not? They're like, because you said we couldn't do that. And I was like, no, oh, good point. All right, we'll put that to the back burner. Or like a governor, isn't that the right term? Like on a car, like, hey, you need to control that. So surround yourself with those right people. Katie, so you have this. Here's what I'm going to say. Like, this is, I'm going to sum up what Fern said, because I love the coaching analogy, but it's write it down, chunk it down, triage. I'll say that again for you, Katie. Write it down. So what's the task? All right, we're coaching the air squat, you know, or we're painting the gym. Or, you know, we're unpacking, write it down, chunk it down, one box at a time, chunk it down. Let's focus on heels, this person, and then triage it, like you said. Because if you're, it's, that's, a, that's a fantastic analogy, because we see coaches all the time. All right, oh, and they're so bad. Like dart around, like, all over the place. I'm like, yeah. what you watch? Most, most affiliate owners, in a, it, like, the, that is a perfect microcosm for affiliate owners, just watching a new coach look at a group of athletes and... I, I, I regularly do this drill. I will, I will not watch anything that is happening in the group. And I will just look at the coach's eyes yeah. and their eyes look like a pinball in a pinball machine. They're just all over the place. And I'm like, I don't have to see anything. Yeah. I don't have to see anything. I know that you didn't see shit. That is what affiliate owners like. They're moving so fast between, between urgent tasks that they don't have the ability to see what is important. So that's where you have to have somebody kind of like what I like to describe as like somebody needs to like grab you by the back of the head, pull your head up and be like, hey, we're going to look around for a second. We're going to identify what is important. And then that's what we're going to go do. And we're going to leave all this other shit alone right now. Yeah, it's like Ron Swanson. I said, look at this person's knees. I think what you heard was look everywhere. Right? <laughs> right. I said, look at these knees. That's, that's all I said. And, they're, and I'm like, look. I'm a level four. You guys know how prestigious that is. And I will only look at one person. What right. is that? What is right. that? By the way, I ordered um, a certificate holder so I can put my level four up. So you're going to get a certificate one day? Yeah. Because they came in the. I'm going to give you, um, you get a certificate for most instances of referring to oneself as a level four. You, know, you are, if that, if in fact that was a sport, you, my friend, would be a world champion. On top of the podium. Did you see that there's new um, podium nutrition? Did you see that? I did not. I guess Matt Frazier and the Buttery Bros teamed up? Yeah, I'm not shocked. They're going to sell beta alanine. <laughs> so. I, I tell you what, I bought beta alanine. I bet you did. I like You're it. You're like, an extra lung, I'll have some of that. Yeah. It's good. You know. if you take it on Meanwhile, I'm over here like, you idiot. I mean, it's not going to help you. No amount of beta alanine can help your level of fitness, by the way. I don't agree with Frazier. You could mainline it right to your veins and like you would still have a subpar level of, of fitness. I snorted. I but I, no, um, where I was where I was gonna go yeah, with that before you before you before you do that, before you do that, because you're important because your story is not important. This is important. This is something that uh, that I think is is uh, important to be aware of as an affiliate owner because we get ourselves in ruts and I believe I don't remember if it's in extreme ownership or dichotomy of leadership, uh, Jocko's two books. Well, some of two of his books, 
But one of the principles he had, and he talked about being able to make decisions in, in, in the midst of chaos, and he was referring to, to combat in that scenario. And he was talking about training, which is like how to be able to make sound decisions. And it was, and it was very simple. It was just like, stop, look around, make a decision, which is what very few gym owners and affiliate owners take the time to do, which is like, just stop all the things that you're doing. Look around, canvas the landscape for all the stuff that you are currently dealing with, and then make a decision on which one of those is actually important and do that. That is how you start this ball rolling. And don't come off of that decision until it's fixed, which means you may spend weeks there, but I promise you that it will be worth it because it is in fact important. The urgent things are typically not important. If they are urgent and important, we could define that as an emergency, which needs to be dealt with. Yeah, there should be very few or urgent and important at the gym is like someone fell off the pull-up bar. Right. It's an emergency. Yeah. If it is those two things, it is now an emergency. There is something very wrong. Right. Also, you could throw in there like it's 3.59 and I have to coach the four o'clock class. Like this is important, right? And it is urgent. But you know, that, that, that's not on your matrix, obviously. It's part of your schedule. And a lot of what we're saying, I think, for, for the listeners, write this shit down. I say it all the time. The pen is for remembering. The mind is for thinking. I have a monkey brain. You guys know that. It's always darting around. That's why I, have, I literally have a whiteboard next to my desk. I literally have an app pulled up. I literally have a journal right here. I'm just always writing things down to get it off my brain. And then I assess it at the end of every day. Okay, what did I do? What did I not do? What do I need to do tomorrow? Like you, if you start just writing those things down and breaking them down into simple, reasonable tasks, all of a sudden you start getting more done. The, where I found, and we, I talked about this with, uh, with the, the group maybe like two weeks ago, which is I'm not big on journaling, but I do find that I journal differently. And I, I may have talked about it before, but sometimes I have trouble sleeping because I'm probably ADHD. I don't know, but I'm always worried. Yeah. It's probably from, uh, was this frozen bombshell drink that I have right now. It's probably that's a seven. That's what you meant it was frozen. That's the name of the flavor. No, no, that's the name of the drink. Yeah. C4. And it's, it tastes like the, uh, the light blue, um, popsicle stick that you had as a kid that's what it tastes like Light so blue is just, always the best just just to give everybody a little nostalgia there so by the way my son was running around one of those at like 10 30 the other night i'm like what are you doing you're never gonna sleep you think first of all he's not tall enough to get into the freezer so you must have given it to him uh first of all we have a bottom freezer so yes he is in fact we yeah do. so we yeah. do um so I forgot where I was going with that, to be honest with you. Katie, where was I talking? You were about? talking about journaling. Oh, yeah. So where, where, so how to, how to start racking and stacking these things that are important. And so I, I will lay awake at night sometimes thinking about all the shit that I have to do. And the way I sleep significantly better is right before I go to bed, all of those things, I just write them down, just like five or six line items. I'm like, I need to, uh, send this email. I need to call so-and-so we need to get uh, feedback on the most recent designs, like um, payroll needs to be adjusted, like all of that stuff. And that way I'm like, cool, I'm not going to forget. 
it's right there. I'll look at it in the morning and then I'll attack my list moving forward. That way I can get good sleep that is stress-free, but all the stuff that I find to be either important or potentially urgent is listed there. And if it's not on that list, then it doesn't get done the next day. Then it just moves down to the next day. That's the key. That's how I look at it where I'm like, if it's not written down and I kind of know the places I check my whiteboards, like things I can do right away. My app is like, needs to be done this week. And I'm like, if it's not run down, I don't need to worry about it. So therefore, it's all good. And, you know, I think for the listeners, what Fern does, what I do, what Katie does, they're all slightly different. So make it work for you. You Don't force yourself to journal if you're not a journal guy. Don't force yourself to, you know, write on a whiteboard if you prefer to use your phone. But, but make it work for you. And create a morning routine, create a nighttime routine. I mean, I got something that'll help you sleep and come to Colorado. I got a nighttime routine over here. They legalized and it here. Is it legal in Virginia? Oh yeah. That's dude, we got everything. <laughs> so you have dispensaries now? Uh they do have dispensaries here. I do not frequent them, but they have them here. I don't have to bring any from Colorado for me and your you do not have to bring any. Uh, well, so it's different. So you do need a medical license oh, for that's bullshit. That's not the same. <laughs> That's not the same. Uh, not, oh, sorry, not a medical license. You need a medical prescription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to correct that. Many, yeah. many states have that, but any. Um, because I am not a doctor, so I cannot get that either. Yeah. Yeah. No, many states have that, but anyway, you know, write, writing, writing things. I hope people are taken from this. Like, just write it down. You obviously like Fern. If you watch the YouTube videos, he has a huge whiteboard behind him. I've got a small whiteboard here on my. I'll show you guys. Markers are in there, just a little private thing. Um, I didn't show the side with the stuff written because it's got our very special secrets project that I'd like to work on that firm won't let me. Um. <laughs> because it's and, not important. You just want it to be urgent. No, no, I, I agree with you. Like, let's let's break it right. down. We know what we're talking about. It's not right. urgent, but I would say it's important. It is important, but it can wait. It's not as important as other things that have slightly more urgency attached to them. Absolutely, which is why you don't hear me, you know, giving you, you know, shit about the fact that we're not doing it right away. Like you're, you're absolutely right about it, and we have other things, and and that just goes to show, even within the matrix, you need to prioritize. And and I heard this from someone like the word priority is supposed to mean like one thing. And people always say priorities and it's like, no, 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 you're, you're not using, I don't think that word means what you think it means, you know, in, in right. Montoya. Um, <laughs> so make sure, make sure you understand that. And that's what it could be. Like sometimes again, I have things I need to accomplish. Hey, let's just put one down for the day. Yeah. And typically the way to figure out which one is the most important is probably the one that you least want to do. That's a big, that's, you know, if we're going to end this episode, that's where it is. Like, we're not saying that's a great way to put it. Box owners aren't afraid of hard work, but they, they don't want to do the things they don't want to do. And I get it. We started this business, so I don't have to work for the man. And I get to pick my, well, there's pros and cons. I always used to tell people about owning a box. You have no boss, but at the same time, you have a hundred bosses, right? You don't have to do this work, but at the same time, you have to do these things. So yeah. Katie, did we drop some knowledge bombs? You got some good stuff? Yeah, I was taking notes. It was uh, was very good. Got the, I'll send, we have the Eisenhower matrix that we got to put out there. Um, determine what's important first. Write it down, chunk it down, triage. You said that like three times. So I made sure I wrote that down. <laughs> In the future, 
we're gonna have you pull these things up, put them on the screen. Like we're getting there, guys. Like we're we're getting there. Fern, can we talk about the other podcast thing we have going on? No, yet? because it's not important right now. Right. What is important is that <laughs> we have other places to be. We have to run. Hey, before we wrap up though, support our man Dale over at Doc Spartan. Use the code Best Hour to get fifteen percent off. And for those of you that are watching this YouTube video, Katie's rocking the best hour baseball shirt. Use the code best hour 10. We don't put that out there very often, but best hour 10 for all the new merch out there. Wrap it up for us, Fern. Stop being busy. Start being productive, which means you need to start working on the things that are important. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.